The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Leadership today is more than just a position in an organization. It's also a mix of proven practices that produce results. Welcome to Adesis Methodology for Collaborative Management for Exceptional Results with Dr. Ishak Adesis. Our program will bring you the how and why of successfully led businesses or organizations with not-for-profit goals and how you can apply the Adesis Methodology and make it work for you. Now, here is Dr. Ishak Adesis. Good time, whatever time it is, wherever you are in the world. This is Ishak Adizis, and I am very pleased to have this opportunity to speak to you about a subject that has been my passion for over 40 years, and it is the field of management. How to make organizations successful, how to make organizations have a climate where people want to go to work, when they are pleased to be working, where they have as much passion to the organization as I have a passion to speak to you. This is not a simple subject because, first of all, the word management doesn't have a translation in most languages in the world. Strange enough, even the French use the English word, although they're very Francophiles, and they rather not use any English words. When it comes to the field of management, they use the word management in English because they don't have a translation. Slavic languages also don't have a translation. The only one that I found out has a translation to management is Hebrew, but Hebrew is a totally new language, so they can make whatever they want to. So what is management? What's going on here? How do you make organizations be successful? Well, let me start by telling you what I have discovered in these 44 years of work in 52 countries of the world, working with companies from startup companies all the way to some of the 50 top companies of the world according to Fortune magazine. And also, I would like to make a point that this set of lectures that I'm going to give every Saturday, 11 o'clock on Pacific Time, United States, is not just for businessmen. What I pride myself with is that I discovered the principles of how to manage anything, not only business, how to manage personal life, how to manage a family life, how to manage even a country, and I have consulted to eight prime ministers so far. So this is a unified theory. It is a theory that encompasses whatever needs to be managed. And today's presentation is about how to solve problems, which is really the essence of managing, isn't it? So why is 
solving problems the essence of management. And that will define what management is that way. <clears throat> because we all know that there is change. Nothing new if I said there is change, is it? It has been going on from the Big Bang for billions of years. And we are right now changing this moment. As I told somebody today, he asked me what's new. I told him, well, one day older, something has changed already. We are changing every second. The world is changing every second. There is continuous change. So what? So what if there is change? Well, whenever there is change, what does change really mean? It means that there is something new. Something new is happening. That's what change means. And whenever there is something new happening, it could be a problem. Why? Because it is like walking down the street. <coughs> and you can, as long as there is no change, there is nothing to do. But then when you're standing at the intersection, that is something new. That's called change. And now you have to make a decision. Should I go left? Should I go right? Should I go back? Or maybe should I stay where I am, at the place where I am? And some people have difficulty deciding what to do. There is too much uncertainty or there is too much risk in taking the left road or the right road or maybe even going back. So what they say is, I'm not going to decide. I'm going to stay where I am. But they have just decided. Do you realize it? They have just decided. And what have they decided? To stay put, to stay where they are. And maybe that is the worst decision of all the decisions. And what I'm telling you here is that whenever there is change, we are constantly deciding, and that includes when we are not deciding. And making a decision is complicated. That's why we call it a problem. What should I do? What should I do? Oh, my God, what should I do? And then you have to implement that decision. And implementing that decision involves a lot of risk. Should they more go forward? Should they not go forward? What will be the repercussions? What are the cost-benefit ratios? So, change means problems because you have to decide and implement your solution. And the more change, the more problems. So what is management all about? To decide and implement decisions that involve solving problems that are caused by change. That is management. Whether you're managing your personal life, whether you are managing your family, your workplace, or country. You have to decide what to do about problems that are caused by change. And I'm not telling you anything you don't know, as a matter of fact. And I pride myself in teaching nothing new. People that listen to my lectures, and as I say, I lectured in 52 countries around the world. Over 100,000 executives have listened to me so far. People say to me at the end of the lecture, it was nothing new, but thank you very much anyway. Why? because I systematized the thinking. And why you, I'm not telling you anything you don't know. When you go to the doctor and you have a problem, what does the doctor do? He asks you, when did it start? What happened there? What is a doctor looking for? What has changed? 
So, change gives rise to problems. And problems means we have to decide what to do and we have to implement the solutions. And that is why we call them problems, what to do with these new events that have emerged. Now realize something very important, and it is, the more change what's going to happen, the more new things, which means the more problems. Wow. In my travel around the world, I find the more developed the country is, the more miserable the people are. There are a lot of psychotherapy, a lot of stress. I hear more singing and laughter in developing country, in third world countries, than I hear in one year in a developed country. What's going on? The rate of change. In developing third world countries, they're starving, but they're happy. Look at them, they always have a smile on their face. And look at developed countries. Three cars in the garage, two houses, three houses, miserable. What the hell is going on? Change, ladies and gentlemen, change. The higher is the rate of change, the more problems we have. And more intense is the rate of change, the more complex the problems are. And thus, the more complex the solutions are. And here are the bad news. You cannot stop change. Why? Well, when would you have no more problems? When would be nothing new anymore happening? When there is no change. Which means when you are dead. Yes, you are right, when you are dead. <laughs> on the burial place of Nikos Kazantzakis, the author of Zorba the Greek, I visited this place in Crete, Greece, is written, no more hope, no more fear, finally free. We are free of all problems that usually give us either hope or fear, we are free of all problems when we are dead. Finally free. Being alive means having problems. Welcome to the club. Welcome to the club. People that tell you they have no problems are either lying or they don't even know they have problems, which is the biggest problem there is. So what do we do? And you cannot slow down change. Some people say, oh, too many problems, slow down, we are not going to deal with that. Because slowing down change is not workable. Why? Because you cannot stop the rest of the world, can you? The you cannot stop your industry, you cannot stop your country. So as they are moving, and you are not moving, something is going to happen. You don't have a choice, or as a Serbian expression is, when you join a circle dance, you better dance. And life is a circle dance. You belong and you are interacting with the rest of the world, 
unless you want to go to the Himalayas and lock yourself into some cave and contemplate your navel, you cannot stop the world. And locking yourself as a hermit, that is not life, is it? So, what do we do? How do we reduce the stress? How do we make life livable when the rate of change is accelerating? That is the subject of my 13 weeks long program that I'm going to be giving on this channel. And I repeat, it's not just for businessmen, it's for anyone that is interested in the philosophy of life, how to manage anything from personal life, business, family, society, whatever. And for those of you that want to know more, I encourage you to look at my books and they are about so far 14 books. And every year I publish another one, so so far 14 books. And videotapes and audio tapes and whatever to go and study deeper. So, how do we handle change? Well, you have to manage it. You have to manage the problems. The role of management is to solve problems caused by change, period. If there is no change, there is no need for management. As long as there is change, there's going to be a need for management. Whether you call it management, whether you call it executive action, or you call it leadership, why am I telling you that? Because the world has been changing the world of management, the concept of management, every so often. Many years ago, it was not called management. It used to be called administration. That's why the, my, the beginning books were administrative action and different books on administration. Typical. Later on, when they found out administration is not workable, that is very difficult, it basically it is for administrators which are considered bureaucrats. It was changed to the word management and the graduate schools of business administration changed their names to graduate schools of management. Well, that did not work very well either, did it? Now management is considered to be the middle level of the organization, and now they're called executives, executive action, executive education, chief executive officer, chief whatever. That didn't work very well either. So now the Fed is leadership. And I have news for you, within not too long, the world leadership will also be considered insufficient and they're going to create somebody, uh, we're going to create a totally new world. But they're all the same lady in different clothes. Why? They're all performing the same function, which is analyze the change, analyze the new event that occurred, which is a problem, called the problem, decide what to do, implement your decision which is management, which means 
that the quality of how well you manage your personal life, your family, your business, your society, whatever, is a function of, which means it depends on, how good are your decisions and how well you implement them. If you don't listen anymore to my lectures on this channel, I think you got the essence. Just make good decisions and implement them. That's all. Wow. <laughs> I wish it was so easy, right? It is not easy. Why is it not easy? Oh, how many of us made decisions to go on a diet? How easy was it to implement? And how many times we have not decided to smoke, but we do, automatically. How many times we decided to be a better person and it turned out to be like a New Year's resolution, wasn't it? You decide and then implementation did not occur. Or you're implementing decisions you did not decide. You just go through the motions. To make good decisions and to implement them is very difficult. It is a science and an art. Some people maybe are very intelligent and have good intuition and they, as a matter of luck, I think, make good decisions and then have no problem implementing them. But you know what? Don't rely on luck. These people are very unusual. There are not too many of them. And even for them, these lectures will be helpful because maybe they will understand why they're so successful. Because they're doing it intuitively and it is good to try to articulate your intuition so you understand what you're doing. My goal is to take ordinary people to produce inordinary results. People that by learning this methodology and presenting to you will make better decisions and implement them better and faster, thus start to manage much, much better than in the past. And by the way, this methodology I'm sharing with you has been tested, as I said, in over 52 countries, thousands of companies. And if you look at my website, www.adizes.com, you will find testimonials from real companies, real CEOs of companies saying how this methodology helped them build a company from $12 million to $4 billion without any dilution of ownership etc, etc, etc. It is a tested methodology in many countries in any industry of any size. So, let's start and see how to do that. Stocks, bonds, investment opportunities, financial news, and talk. We can help. Call us now toll-free, 866-472-5790. 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. 
The ADESIS management methodology increases the speed at which organizations are able to implement change and solve their problems. The methodology introduces an innovative process, culture, and system that allow organizations to achieve dramatic growth in both revenue and profits. Build your success from within. ADESIS management methodology is delivered by the ADESIS Institute with offices worldwide, introducing a new management paradigm. Visit www.adesis.com for the ADESIS Institute today. The ADESIS Speakers Bureau can present the ADESIS methodology and its approach to harnessing the power of change to your top management team. The presentations, either in person or via a live video hookup, can be delivered in a two-, four-, or six-hour format. Participants can derive immediate benefit from the material and put their new knowledge to use right away. For luncheons, corporate retreats, and strategic planning meetings presented in a variety of languages, visit www.adesis.com. Learn about applying the ADESIS methodology in your organization's decision-making process. Our comprehensive training programs include a three-day introduction to the ADESIS methodology, Breakthrough to Prime, and Leading Highly Effective Teams, a detailed seven-day seminar. The seminars are valuable for corporate leaders, key executives, and others involved in the decision-making process. Our trainings are available around the world and in multiple languages. For more information about these and other training programs available, please visit adesis.com. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Adesis Methodology for Collaborative Management for Exceptional Results with Dr. Ishak Adesis. If you have a question or comment about the program, please call in to 1-866-472-5790. Again, that's 1-866-472-5790. Or send an email to yolanda at adesis.com, spelled A like America, D like Denmark, I like Israel, Z like in Zambia, E like in Ecuador, and S like Spain. Now, back to the program. So for those of you who just uh, joined for uh, the second segment of this uh, one-hour presentation, I'm talking about what is management at any level, personal, family, business, society. And what I said in the previous segment is that management exist when there is change, because whenever there is change, something new happens, and that new thing has to be addressed, which means you have to decide, and you have to act on it, and even when you don't decide, you're deciding not to decide, which means whenever there is change, there is management, because change is life. <clears throat> and you will have no problems, only when there is no change, which means when you're dead. Now the purpose of this segment is, how do I do that? How do I do that? Because the higher the rate of change, the more problems, and the more problems, the more stress, because I have to decide, I have to act on it. What do I do? What do I do? Well, the first thing we have to look at what is problem? 
really. What is a problem? <laughs> or like they say in the United States, what's your problem? What's the problem? Let me define for you what is a problem because framing a problem is half of a solution. If you bark at the wrong tree, it's not going to work, right? If you're trying to repair a boat and your problem is a car, <laughs> the car is not going to work, right? So you have to frame the problem correctly. You have to frame the, the, what is the problem correctly. Let me help you here. In order for a new event, that's what we call a new challenge, a new thing that is, that needs to be addressed. In order for it to be a problem, the first characteristic has to be that it is controllable. If it's not controllable, then it's not a problem. It is a sensation. It's a fact. But it's not a problem. Or let's say differently, it's not your problem. Let me give you an example from the business world and then we'll apply it to personal life. When I was, uh, wow, 30 years ago, that's a long time, uh, helping reorganize Bank of America and rejuvenate it, it was getting very bureaucratized. They told me, our problem is that we cannot predict the interest rates. And by the way, this is still a problem today. I told them, it's not your problem. Why? Because it's a problem of the Federal Reserve Bank. They determine the bank, the, the, the interest rates. What is your problem? That you don't have a strategy to deal with unpredictable interest rates. That is your problem. Let's take it in an analogy. You should not say the problem is it's raining. That's not your problem. That's God's problem. God controls the rain. Your problem is that you don't have an umbrella. Your problem is that the roof is leaking. Maybe your problem is that you did not listen to the weather forecast and now you are in the middle of the street getting wet. What is your problem? That is a question. Here is another one in personal life. And let me confide to you my own. When I was in high school, and that was quite a long year, many, many years ago, I thought that my problem is that I'm short. I'm only five foot six, and I liked tall girls. So I was always upset. Oh, I'm so short and short. I have a problem. I'm so short. It took years to realize I cannot change my height. My problem is not my height. My problem is my weight. So whenever you look at something that's bothering you, that's taking your energy away, ask yourself the question, is it controllable? If not, reframe it. Let me give you another example of personal life again. You have a problem with a spouse who is an alcoholic. As long as you believe that you can make it change, it's your problem. But there might be a time, a point in time, when you are going to 
It usually happens four o'clock in the morning when you lie in bed and look at your life and review your life. You come to the conclusion that there is nothing you can do about it. You're not going to change that person. That person has to take the responsibility to change himself or herself. You cannot do more than, you cannot do anything more than everything you know how. At that point, it's not your problem anymore. Reframe it. Now your problem is, do you want to live with that person or not? And if not, what to do? And if yes, how to live with that person? Or maybe your problem now is to find somebody who knows what to do about it because you don't know what to do about it. Do you realize that you are changing the focus of your inquiry? The worst you can do is to pick up an uncontrollable problem and bang your head against the wall. I call it coughing. What is coughing? Oh, constantly coughing, 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 coughing. Because <coughs> it bothers you. You have two choices. Spit it or swallow it. Stop coughing. Then your problem is how do I swallow it? Which means how do I live with an alcoholic spouse? Or spit it which means, how do I get divorced? But stop coughing, because it is not controllable. Reframe. Reframe your problem. What are the other characteristics of a real problem, rather than imaginary? The imaginary is when it's not controllable. <laughs> it is a joke that maybe it will make it even closer home. One guy says, I have a perfect marriage. Says, really? Yeah. My wife and me made a deal. She makes the simple decisions and I make all the important decisions. I decide if the Americans should get out of Afghanistan. I decide when we should get out of Iraq. I decide how to solve the European problem. She decides where we live, where the school kids go to school, what kind of a car we have, how much money we spend. Good joke, eh? A good joke. Why? Because what he's deciding is problems that are not controllable. It's all nice cocktail talk. Or sitting in a coffee shop, drinking coffee and talking. It's not your problem. It's a fact. It's an event. It is an issue. It's a subject that you want to discuss, but it's not a problem. For me, problem means something that needs to be addressed and solved. What are the other characteristics of a problem? Make a matrix, okay? On the vertical line, you will have desirable, undesirable. And on the horizontal line, you will have expected, unexpected. So now you have four cells. Desirable, expected, expected, undesirable, and then desirable, unexpected, and unexpected, undesirable. Usually people identify problem when it is undesirable and unexpected. Wow, we have a problem. What the hell is going on here? How did it happen? Typical of that will be a crisis. All at once, we discover you have, God forbid, cancer or you have some kind of a disease, 
undesirable, unexpected, where it came from, what's going on, or you lost money in your business, or there is a terrorist attack on the government level, on the country level. So you see, undesirable, unexpected. This is usually what we definitely identify as a problem. And if we believe we can control it, then it is a problem. Sure it is. No question about it. How about an event which is desirable and expected? And I want to define the word desirable. Desirable means, first of all, desirable. You like it, you want it, you, you're happy with it. And the other one is, other meaning of desirable means you are doing the best you can. That's very important. Desirable means doing the best you can. You cannot imagine doing better. That's the best you can do. You're doing the best you can do. And expected is what can be expected from somebody in your situation, wherever it is that you are at. So if something happens which is the best you can do, the best that can be expected, desirable and expected, is it a problem? No, it isn't. Why? Because you cannot do better than what can be expected. I mean, you did your best. Or as I tell my wife, listen, honey, if you want an Ichikadizas, here it is, the best you can get. If you don't want Ichikadizas, I can't help it right now. Like maybe a bit better tomorrow, but today, that's what I am. The best that can be expected. That's what I can be right now. I'm doing my best I can. There is no potential for improvement. If there is a potential for improvement, aha, now we have a problem, which is why you didn't do something that you could have done, which is the real problem. How about the other two cells? Desirable, unexpected, and undesirable, expected. Let's go with the first one. Desirable, unexpected. What would that be? Sorry, sorry. Undesirable, expected. Undesirable, expected. We'll go with that first uh, uh, cell. Desirable, Undesirable expected. How will that be? Undesirable expected. What does it mean? You are expecting something undesirable to happen. It will be like smoking. You know it's undesirable, but it's expected you're going to smoke. It's expected you're going to pick up that box and pull a cigarette out and start smoking. How about eating junk food? Expected undesirable. How about next year we are going to lose money? Expected, expected, but undesirable. Do you have a problem now? Sure you do, but it's different. Why is it different? Because you know you're doing something wrong. You know you're going in the wrong direction. It's like your feet are going forward, your head is back, looking at your feet and says, don't go there, don't go there, but the feet take you there anyway. What's missing? Control. You're not in control of your life. That's what's missing. You're not controlling yourself what you eat. You're not controlling yourself how you smoke. You're not controlling the direction the company is taking. That is where the problem is. So the problem is not the smoking. The problem is not the eating. The problem is you. 
you are not in control of your life. Now the question should be, what do we do about that? Rather than the manifestation of the problem. How about the next cell in that matrix? Desirable, but unexpected. Desirable, but unexpected. What does that mean? Well, just imagine you plan to make a million dollars next year, and by golly, you made three million dollars next year. Desirable, unexpected. Do you have a problem? <laughs> Usually people in the real world laugh at me and we say to me, Dr. Adizas, we should have a problem like this every year. That's a wonderful problem. I say you have a problem. Why? Because if you plan to make one million and you made three million, you don't know what's going on. You have no idea about the opportunities happening. The wind is blowing in your back and you think you're doing very well, but it's not you, it's luck and luck cannot be repeated. If you knew what's going on out there, maybe you could have made five million. Maybe you could have done much better. So you have a problem too. What is the problem there? Planning. Why we don't address, we don't address unexpected, desirable, and undesirable expected in the next segment of this speech. Up-to-date business and financial news. Call now and get the financial information you need. 866-472-5790. 866-472-5790. The experts are here. Voice America Business Network. Join the Adesis Graduate School for online master's and Ph.D. programs. Get involved with in-depth research into how change can be managed on many levels across disciplines and cultures worldwide. The clinical programs train practitioners with methods that have been used with exceptional results by certified Adesis associates and clients for decades. Core concepts include the proven Adesis theory and spiral dynamics an emerging theory of human social evolution. For more information, go to adesisgraduateschool.org. Dr. Ishak Adesis is one of the leading management experts in the world. He has written 14 books that address the challenges facing top management. Books by Dr. Adesis can be found in 24 languages. They can be purchased at the Adesis store at www.adesis.com or on amazon.com. Electronic versions are now available for three of the books, with more to come. These books reflect over 40 years of study in the fields of management and organizational change. Pick up a copy of one of the books for yourself or as a gift today. Top Leaf is a turnkey management development curriculum that consists of a set of 20 to 30 minute videos presented by Dr. Ishak Adesis, creator of the methodology and founder of the Adesis Institute. The Adesis methodology is considered by many to be a solid foundation for all organizational development. The Top Leaf curriculum is made up of three programs. Top Leaf can be used by individuals, by organizations, and by trainers and consultants looking for new content to offer their clients. For more information about Top Leaf, visit www.adesis.com. From the boardroom to you. Voice America Business Network.
You are listening to Adesis Methodology for Collaborative Management for Exceptional Results with Dr. Ishak Adesis. If you have a question or comment about the program, please call in to 1-866-472-5790. Again, that's 1-866-472-5790. Or send an email to yolanda at adesis.com, spelled A like America, D like Denmark, I like Israel, Z like in Zambia, E like in Ecuador, and S like Spain. Now, back to the program. Why we don't address problems which are desirable, unexpected? Because we are very happy. Wow, we are doing very well. They are doing very, very well. What is there to worry about? Because the wind can turn around and now is blowing in your face and not in your back. And what will you do then? I believe that's what happened with Israel at the Yom Kippur War. During the Six-Day War, Israel was in panic. We're going to lose Israel. They're going to attack us from all directions, and there will be no more Israel. And then in six days, Israel defeated all its enemies. Big celebration. It was desirable, unexpected, fantastic victory. And what did they do? Put us to sleep, put the country to sleep. They became very, what will you call it, complacent. And that gave birth to what? The surprise called Yom Kippur War. Unprepared. Same thing here. You plan $1 million profits. You get $3 million profits. Oh, then we don't have to try hard anymore. We can sit on our back end and enjoy life. Smoke, drink, sing, dance, whatever. Life is good. And then what happens when the wind turns direction? We are unprepared. We can actually go bankrupt. You know that? The reasons for your success could be the reasons for your failure. Never rely on luck because luck cannot be repeated. Rely on the efforts, your own efforts to make it successful. Must be controllable. Must be controllable. How about expected undesirable? Well, we are going to lose money next year. We are going to get cancer if we smoke. We are going to get heart attack if we eat junk food. Did you realize the word going means it's going to happen in the future? But it is not right now. Right now I'm enjoying the cigarette. Right now I'm enjoying the greasy, fat food I'm eating. Right now life is good. Well, maybe five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten years from now, it's going to be bad. But who knows? Maybe not, you know. This is called, in finance theory, it's called present value. To get a dollar eight years from now, how much is it worth right now? Nothing. If you could compute the interest, it's nothing. 
I would rather get a dollar now than eight years from now. Because if I take a dollar right now, I put it in the bank, it accumulates interest. In eight years, it will be worth, let's say, two dollars. If you give it one dollar eight years from now, it's worth today nothing. Same thing is true with problems. A problem that's going to happen years down the road, how, how painful is it right now? when you discounted, discounted rate to get the present value, present pain. Nothing. Eh, not a big deal. It's going to happen 10 years from now. There's a joke that will make this point. A thief was put to prison by the sultan and sentenced to death. And the thief sent a message to the sultan. If you let me live 15 years, I will make your Favorite horse, speak. I will teach him to speak. Favorite horse. The other thief asked him, how are you going to teach a horse to speak? And the thief said, 15 years is a long time. In 15 years, maybe the sultan will die. Maybe the horse will die. And maybe the horse will speak. In the meantime, he got 15 more years to live. So, Undesirable expected is not so painful right now, so we don't act on it. Although it's a crisis in coming, it does not push us, it does not require from us energy right now to do something about it. So what happens? People don't deal with undesirable expected and desirable unexpected. And because of it, what happens? Undesirable, unexpected, that's called the crisis. Then they react. When there is a crisis, they finally react. No, no, no. The role of management is to take the undesirable expected and make them desirable. And take the unexpected desirable and make them expected. In other words, our job is to do the best that can be expected at all time. That's our problem. How to do the best we can, the best that can be expected at all time. So what is a problem? A problem is a controllable result or process that is undesirable and or unexpected. That's a problem. If it's not controllable, it's not a problem. If it is desirable and expected, you're doing the best you can, it's not a problem. It's only a fact. Let me give you an example. A guy tells me during dinner, president of a company, oh my God, the board of directors is going to crucify me next week. We have lost some money and they are not going to be very happy. So I told him, reframe it. That's not a problem. What do you mean it's not a problem? How can I reframe it? Tell your board that you should have, you could have lost 10 times more. And with doing the best you can, you cut the losses only to the amount that you are going to show to the board now. Which means it's the best that can be expected. There is no problem. They're going to give you a reward. They're going to be very happy with you. Do you see? 
In order to identify problem correctly, you have to define it. Is it the best you can do that can be expected? That is controllable. Is that clear? Oh, it's not so simple. Why is it not so simple? Because you can reframe a problem further. You can reframe, reframe a problem further. I found out in the Chinese language, the word problem and the word opportunity is one and the same. No difference. Wow, it made me think. I think the Chinese are right. How many times in your life you had a problem and when you solved it, you were much stronger? Or like Nietzsche said, if it does not kill you, it makes you stronger. In other words, the problem was an opportunity to learn, to strengthen yourself, right? Many years ago, many years ago, the Australians went to compete with Americans for the American Cup, which is a sailing competition. And Americans never lost that until the Australians took it away from them. And I was having dinner with Alan Bond, the Australian who was competing. And the telephone rang. And when he came back, his face was a little bit long. So I asked him, Alan, what happened? And he said, I just learned I lost $20 million. And I asked him, how does it feel to lose $20 million? And he said, Ishak, I look at it this way. I'm a very lucky man. I had $20 million to take a course in life. And now there are not too many people who can afford a fee of $20 million for a course. I could. So I'm a lucky man. Now the question is, did I pass the course or did I fail the course? What does it mean? Did I learn from it or not? I paid $20 million for a course. What did I learn from it? If I learned from it, it was a very worthy course. If I didn't learn anything, I just paid in vain. Look at life, which is change, which is problems, as university of life. What can you learn from it? Every problem is an invitation to learn, to become stronger. And the courses you do not pass will be repeated. That's how you, God created this university. Any course that you fail, you will repeat till you pass. Or if you don't pass it, you are going to remain in that class for a lifetime. So a problem really is an opportunity. An opportunity can be a problem. How many opportunities you wish you never did anything about it because it turned out to be a big problem? How to deal with opportunities and with threats, which are called problems, that are controllable, desirable, and, un and or unexpected in the next class, so-called, next week. Thank you very much and hope you will come back.
Thank you again for joining us this week for Adesis Methodology for Collaborative Management for Exceptional Results with Dr. Ishak Adesis. Please tune in again next Saturday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Until then, enjoy your weekend and a successful week. again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the voice america business channel for more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest please visit voiceamericabusiness.com the voice america talk radio network is the worldwide leader in live internet talk radio visit voiceamerica.com the views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the voice america talk radio network its staff and management